0: Welcome Terry Dettering. She is an educator, a former teacher, and now a principal that understands what it is like to live in stress and overwhelm. There never seemed to be enough time and resources to get it all done. Recently, she became a certified life coach because she learned how different life could be if she had a new viewpoint. She had no idea how heavy her thoughts were and how. It was like she was hauling around a heavy backpack of stress and overwhelm every day. After learning how to work on her thoughts and her mindset, things really began to change. Terry then began to share what she learned through short videos on Instagram to encourage her own school staff and other educators too. Terry and I have in common that we are both educators and we are both certified life coaches, which is how we met. So, help me welcome Terry Dettering. So glad to have you here, Terry.
1: Hi, Stephanie. It is so good to be here. I'm so happy to have this conversation and share with
0: you. Yes, I am too. This is going to be so good, Terry. And, you know, I've been loving to hear all of your short videos on Instagram. And I thought we could start right there with that because those have been so useful. So, if you want to share maybe some of your best tips to help others lighten their load,
1: Yes, I, you know, one of the things that um, I have learned as I've studied more about something called thought work is that we have such a choice in what we think. Things that pop into our minds, we can choose whether we keep them or not. And I had never realized that before. And one of the things that I have also discovered and learned about was journaling. Um, there's so much power in journaling to figure out, you know, what we're thinking and what some of those things are that might be weighing us down that we just didn't even realize we're there. Um, and the thing is, is, and, and I know most of us say this too, is I thought I didn't have time to journal. Like, seriously, I work 70 or 80 hours a week. What are you nuts? Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's funny to say this, but it's kind of like flossing, It's like a habit, you know, you don't see immediate results from, but over time, it's like, it's an amazing thing that actually helps.
0: (laughs) Yes, I agree. I love that viewpoint of flossing. I love that.
1: But that daily, just, you know, like five to 10 minutes of writing down what I'm thinking, you know, what I'm worried about or upset about, or even excited about, and I can just look at it a little bit and say, okay. Do I want to keep those thoughts or maybe do I want to look at it a different way and you know I can ask myself like is this really okay you know what if it was always supposed to be this way um you know can I just go along for the ride and like asking myself some of those questions has been absolutely life-changing because it it kind of takes it to the point where you go huh, I think that's okay And it completely changes that weight that's, you know, just weighing you down on your shoulders. So um, sometimes we get so dramatic in our minds and then we can look at it and go, you know what? I think it's really going to be okay. That's so true. I love
0: that. So that's such a good viewpoint to have. I appreciate that. And I agree with you so much. My own experience as well with journaling. I agree. Um, So Speaking of like, what advice would you have for someone who's wanting to start something new?
1: That, um, you know, I like journaling for me was something totally new that I was working on. Um, but what I have found is just one word grace. Mm. It's, it is okay to be a beginner and just laugh at yourself because it's it's going to be bumpy and you're not going to be perfect and it's going to be a little messy but you know not being good at something is so okay you know and um there are some really cool things that happen in our brains when we try new things it stretches us you know like sometimes our brains get all scared and then other times they just thrive because we're stretching them and we're growing and so um One of the things that I know you've talked about before is that our brains, you know, like they just want to protect us, and that's totally normal. But trying new things can also give us a lot of energy back because we see um, maybe something that works better, or we see, you know what, I'm doing a good job with that, and I never thought I would be good at that. So um, I think trying new things can actually give us energy too um but and it's funny too <laughs> you know like sometimes when you're just fumbling around laughing at ourselves just keeps us young and humble
0: <laughs> very true good point again <laughs> i know something yeah
1: something that's helped too is when i'm starting something new is that i make kind of a list of steps and kind of to break it down because if i can just do maybe one small thing today I'm further than what I was yesterday. And then just like a little bit more tomorrow. And it's just that whole idea of giving ourselves grace. We don't have to do it all at once, but we can do a little today, a little tomorrow, maybe skip a couple of days because we're not perfect at this whole thing, but then a little bit the next day. Um, and if you're like me, it's fun to check the boxes off in the series of steps.
0: <laughs> that's true. And that's motivating in, in itself to me. A lot of people are, you know, list checkers, and I agree. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that when we were talking about your interview, we talked about how for all the educators, which in our case, you know, I've been in the public school, private school, and home education now, um, yes. All, and you are, you know, public school um, principal and have been a teacher in the classroom as well, and there is so much around this time of year about returning to school. And it's exciting. It's overwhelming at times. So what are some of your best tips that you have for all the educators who are preparing to return to school?
1: This, I tell you, I, back to school time, I always call it our Super Bowl because it's like we prepare for months for the first day of school. And this is like our big event. Um, And it's such an opportunity. It's, the first day of school and the first weeks of school are always a fresh start for everyone. It's a fresh start for students, it's a fresh start for parents, it's a fresh start for educators. And I think another really cool part about the school calendar is that we actually get two fresh starts every year. We get one in August or September when we go back. And then we join everyone else when they have their fresh start in January. And so it's like, we get two fresh starts where we can look at things and reinvent things or have goals and things like that, that, um, are reinvigorating and renewing. And so I just, I love the way the calendar year and the school year runs, um, just because of that, um, because we get the chance to restart and reset, um, And I think students feel that too, you know, that they have in elementary school, they have a new class with a new teacher that they're with all day. In middle school, and high school, in college, they have new classes with new teachers that they, you know, they see throughout the day um, if they're in the school setting. And so I I think that that's one of the neatest things about returning to school is that fresh start. Um, And so for, you know, just talking to educators, I encourage you to just allow yourself to be excited. I also encourage you for making a plan. Um, I think the biggest thing that I have kind of stumbled upon is having that morning routine that you do every morning, You know, including things that calm you if you're an anxious person or include something that excites or encourages you, especially if you're not a morning person so that you can help get yourself ready for when those kids come in. Um, about three years ago, I was encouraged to read a book called The Artist's Way. And it that was the thing that really got me into journaling first thing in the morning. It helped me to learn that writing down what's going on in my brain will help me. And there's something magical that happens physically when we write things down and you know brain science and some of the research that they've done tells us that when when we write something down it tells our brain that there's something being done about that situation so it's easier to let go of our worries or frustrations or just general stuff because our brain is actually triggered by us writing those things down and so I call it magical and other people just call it science, you know, it's <laughs> um, but yeah, I, one of my goals was I started getting up 30 minutes earlier and 30 minutes to some of us, not so morning people seems like an eternity. Um, but now I I journal every morning, do a few exercises and then get ready. And it's absolutely a game changer. Um, I'm not perfect with it. You know, once in a while, we all need to hit the snooze. (laughs) That goes back to grace, right? (laughs) Um, But, you know, sometimes you just need the sleep. But we can always hit the reset button and we can start again tomorrow. And, you know, there's there's no report card or pop quiz on our journaling. (laughs) As teachers, though, yeah, I mean, like, you know, we want to get things right. And we're worried about that. We want the A, we want that, you know, But um, I think something else as educators is that we can, we can be our own cheerleader and give ourselves kudos for when, you know, we're making progress. Um, And so, yeah, that's one of the big things I would encourage you is allow yourself to be excited and give yourself a good morning routine that works
0: for you and gets you ready for the day. I love that. And I love your references to brain science, because that is such a completely fascinating thing to study and how our brain is triggered, you know, either way to the good or the bad. But by writing things down, like you said, I love Mm -hmm. that. It also goes back to what you said earlier about journaling, because that also helps our brain to have those thought downloads, which is kind of related. related you know, to what you were saying about putting it down for your to-do list. You know, when you get it out of your brain, it's not rambling around anymore. It's like it's in front of you in paper, you know, just something amazing happens with that. I agree with you. So as we are, um, we know, right, as educators, it can sometimes be overwhelming Whichever avenue of education that you're in, it can be overwhelming. And so yes. what are what's your advice to those educators who sometimes get overwhelmed?
1: I, yeah, I, and it, I totally agree with you, whether you are homeschooling your children, um, whether you are working in a private school, a parochial school, a public school, um, the beginning of the year is so ripe for overwhelm, Um, you know, like you think, oh my goodness, I have too many students. I have too many special needs in my class. I don't know where to meet them, where they're at. You know, my list is a mile long and I only have 30 inches of energy, you know? (laughs) Um, But I think one of the big things is there again, to go back to grace, it's okay. And I've even written that down, you know, like it will be okay. Things are going to be okay. Um, We want to do an excellent job and we push ourselves that way, Um, especially as educators, because, you know, we're taking care of the kids. We want to do our best. We want to give them our best. Um, But I think being honest and just taking that breath and acknowledging how you're feeling like, hey, I am feeling overwhelmed. You know, I've got 20 pounds of work and I'm trying to fit it into a two pound box. And it's, you know, it's okay to take a minute and it's okay. It will be okay. <laughs> um, but having a thought that you can practice during those times, I feel is so crucial that you either have it, I some people write it on their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, some have a little index card on their desk. Um, you know, like you could set it over there on your desk, um, but just like take a breath take a glance at that thought you want to work on that helps you. And then also it's okay to even model it for your students, you know, where you tell them, you know what, I just need a moment and we're gonna figure this out. Mm -hmm. You know, where you don't have to have an immediate answer, it's okay because your students watch you and they're going to learn from you how to do those life skills, how, when it's a tough moment, what to do, because some don't have the luxury of learning that at home. And it's, it's such a neat thing that you can do, um, that where you're either telling yourself like, you know what, it's going to be okay. That might be the thought you're working on, or, um, it might be something where you just say, you know what, I love my students and we're going to get through this today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's Okay. And so um, one of the things I used to do a lot when I was in the classroom is I would just turn around for a moment, face my whiteboard, and I would just take a breath. And then I turn back around and be like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. And so it just taking just a little moment is there again, it's so helpful and it will get you through so many things.
0: Well, that's beautiful. And I love the idea that it is true that um, we we're blessed to be able to have that kind of an impact on the children to where, you know, we're kind of self-regulating, but when they see it, they can join in that and do some co-regulation or learn how to self-regulate their nervous system when they get kind of out of sorts. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's great advice. I love that. Well, Terry, you know, when we went through certification together, um, I felt like we got an opportunity to get to know each other and our, our whole cohort did. And I love that we get to share with each other some of the ways that we've grown and something that I was going to ask you is how would you say that coaching has helped you the most on a personal level?
1: Oh my goodness. I, it is such an amazing thing. I hadn't heard about it until probably about four years ago. And, you know, until I learned about the power of life coaching and looking at my thoughts and choosing whether I wanted to keep them or not. I did. I constantly operated in stress and overwhelm and just kind of that sick feeling of trying to be perfect and, you know, not having time to be human. Um, But then the other piece of that too, with the thought work is kind of what viewpoint are your thoughts coming from? And um, are, are your thoughts coming from a place of plenty and that all is going to be okay? or are your thoughts coming from a place where there's never enough and you know, almost like your resources are scarce. and sometimes we even call it that the scarcity mindset. And um, being able to come from, and, and it it took me, actually, it's taken years of practice. To come from that place of scarcity where there's not enough, or I'm not enough, or I, you know, I, I'm just not sure about this to saying, there's plenty, it's going to be okay. And, you know, like, we are going to get through this has been absolutely transforming. And I, I've often joked about, I might be the biggest onion in the whole world with the most layers ever. And I think we all kind of feel like that. Um, And that as you peel back those layers of things that might not be serving you so well or helping you along as much, that you can continue to choose your thoughts. And as you peel off those layers and discover more that's underneath, um, it doesn't mean like that your standards drop it, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not aiming for greatness, um, but it actually allows you to be more yourself and more giving and more generous and, you know, to be able to come from that place of plenty and um your days are actually lighter.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. You know, it reminds me a lot about coming from your true self. Yeah, so and much so. so. Yes, absolutely that's so, that is very, that is very beautiful. I love your, your testimony about that because that is, you know, a lot of that is also like sanctification, right. And how we are becoming more of what God has designed us to be, which is a beautiful part of our stories. So.
1: And he is so patient with us and is so gentle and just goes part by part, step by step. And, and that's, that's such a neat part of this process. And, it's so neat how um, having a life coach come along next to you to help you through and help you to see that, you know, it can, I mean, in some ways it can kind of make it go faster, Um, (laughs) but uh, it's, yeah, it's such a neat process. It definitely
0: is. Well, it has been an honor to do that along with you and our cohort. I've just been blessed to, to get to know each of you. And yes, this is so has been much so fun. Yes, this has been so much fun tonight, too, to be able to have our, our uh, conversation together. And I just appreciate you coming and sharing these things. Do you have any one last thing you would like to share before we close out the conversation? I think the biggest thing, especially for educators, that
1: I can say is that what you're doing is absolutely wonderful. And to give yourself grace, you will get there and it will be okay.
0: That's very well said very well said and i agree well if you guys would like to reach out to terry she actually makes adorable earrings and you can also reach out to her with questions from this podcast or with more about more information about coaching or educating and so i will include her contact information in the show notes be sure to look for that and thank you again terry for being with us Thank you so much for having me. Until next time, this is my hope for you. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. You can find me at stephaniejohns.com or on the gram at The Hope Coach. You can even use the links in the show notes below to apply for one-on-one or group coaching and to join my email list.